Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Ozir, the Paladin. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Krecky, the Brute. Hi, I'm JD. I'm playing Socks, the Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it sounds so. It sounds so much funnier than I thought it would. <laughs> and I'm Nathan. I'm the GM for this session. This is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChimeraCast. So where we left off, Krecky, you had scooped up Ozir and a dying, we now know, dead Nulsk in your hands and were walking away from the Battle of Pythians and the thralls of Piamir. I suppose now is as good a time as any to mention that Sox is there. Um, so yeah, Nulsk, Nulsk died. My sweet baby boy. And for, I believe, the first character... Of this podcast, he had a good death. Uh, I feel I feel pretty good about it. It was he had a happy ending. And he yeah, more or less killed his I former mean, yeah. commander, and then actually managed to go to not Pythia. Yeah, as a yeah. man who frequents the Black Gates, I feel like that was the most <laughs> warm and inviting they've ever been. Yeah, yeah, but that's sad. Uh, JD is going to be joining us again. Sorry, everyone. JD is going to be joining <laughs> us again. <laughs> oh, come on. It was too easy. Uh, <laughs> I set myself up. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I'm one man volleyball team. I'm going to play Dungeon World by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds sad. JD's going to be joining us again as Sox, the best character between the three of them. <laughs> as a capricious fae. At least magical being. JD, do you want to talk to us a little bit about Sox? Sure. Uh, Sox is a, a weasel, ostensibly, um, but is, in fact, a much more significant creature or entity. Um, we've kind of talked about Sox's true nature a little bit, um, but not a ton. But I think, I mean, pretty early on into the into Series 3 where he was introduced, I mean, we, we kind of had this idea in the back of our mind that Sox was a a minor god or a you know a you know an elemental force of some sort so I think we're, we're just leaning kind of hard into that so I'm playing uh Sox as as the fey specifically the the unseelie fey this is a playbook by Adrian Thoen who has other playbooks as well and then is also the author of Impulse Drive which is a game that I love a lot and actually I got to play with um him and it was a really good time. And I really like the playbooks in that. And so check out his other ones. And the Fae is really enjoyable. Um, there is like a Seelie, which is like the summer court. And then the Unseelie, which is the winter court Fae. Um, but, you know, they, it leans into kind of their um, their meddling nature, which is kind of how I wanted to lean into Sox. I didn't want Sox to really be a like like a four player when he really never has been um, in the past. And it just doesn't make sense to me to really change that a whole lot. Um, so I think that the this Fey playbook is a really good take on like you know someone that can kind of do something 
and manipulate others in a more subtle way. Now we'll just have a, you know, mechanics to back that up. So yeah, definitely check those out. Um, he has them for sale uh, on drive through RPG and his itch.io and, and all that. So check them. Yeah. I'll, I'll for, I'll for sure link them in the show notes, but now we have space at least to explain some of socks lore. You don't have to <laughs> fill everything in. Sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is in a way a collaboration with Zach because you actually created socks. This is your character in a way that you've now graciously allowed me to to take on as my own animal companion and then to now play, which is cool. So, I mean, as part of that, we kind of discussed this idea that as you know, it's it's a fey trope to like take children away and take them on adventures in the wild. And we realized that when we were discussing this, that that's actually what happened to Grieg. Is that Grieg like thought that he was leaving the Gauls as of his own of his own volition, I guess, but at Sox's urging. But I think actually we've now realized that Sox like manipulated Grieg and just whisked him away for whatever reason, just to go on an adventure, I guess. I do want to at least point out that after Grieg left, the Gaul lands were beset by a bunch of lizard people. Toad people. True. Yeah, so maybe I just wanted to get the fuck out. Maybe yeah, maybe you had heard whisperings of what was coming. That's not something that we need to investigate in this. Well, I probably left uh, at the arrival of. Oh yeah, Avtal. 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 Yeah. So when Avtal like started gaining influence in the 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 magical realm, you know, within mm-hmm. the Gauls, like the 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 elemental side of things, the the supernatural parts of the of the Gauls. Um, that's when Sox was like, "Oh, this is." This is bad. I I'm leaving. Like as a as a minor god, like I need to get out of here. Um so to the point of actual structural lore we're talking about here. There is obviously we have in in both on mic and off talked about the orthogonal dimensions to our normal play dimension. There is Pythia. There is also the, where the Naga come from, which I have forgotten. Oh, yeah, we did have a, we had a name for that, but that's like the Under Realm. Yeah. yeah. And historically, there is the Fey Land. Is there? Does that exist in the terms of what we're talking about? When you say that Avtal has been manipulating the magic or influencing the magic of the Gaul lands. Is the Fey area a different dimension? Hmm. Or is there a magical membrane that you have access to? Yeah, I think if Pythia is space hell, and, you know, we talked about the, the, the realm that the Naga came from that took over Pesh as being the the underworld, or you could think of it as perhaps the upside down. I think that where Sox is true, like form and reality is would be like the the inside out if that makes sense so it's like a it's behind a veil but it, it's overlaid on top of our world in a way that the other dimensions aren't i think that the fey land intersects with our space spatial dimension more readily than pythia and the naga are orthogonal they have to create if you will uh oh shit i mean portals like wormholes well, portals. I was there was a mathematical word I was thinking of, but it, yes, they they have to create portals to get there. Whereas I think the Feyland, there's a is there a better word than Feyland? I'm sure we'll come up with yeah. something because that's you know I don't want to play him as like the Fey. 
I guess. Um, but the I think that you are representative of a dimensional people which we have not represented up to this point yeah which have which have more ready intersection with the normal plane that we take place on yeah i think so i mean i think it's like the um not the primordial but like the it's a natural place right so the the gauls in this other realm would be i mean they're they're present like they're there but there's no human influence there maybe like it's all just the natural untouched gauls but it's like overlapped in the same spatial area and so i think my people are like a manifestation of that kind of natural reality which is why we are maybe like kind of minor deities or seen as minor deities whenever we do influence humans or you know if people leave out little offerings you know to uh like the god in the soil that they're that they're you know crops are growing on like well those crops don't exist in my realm but the soil does and so you know whatever creature or whatever denizen of that of that realm like dwells there might you know take the offering and accept it and help their crops grow like through this other world right but they're not like praying to some god of of a pantheon right like they're trying to make an offering to the soil itself and i think that that's like what my people whatever they are that's like that's kind of what they are they're like the the fucking um kodama or whatever of princess mononoke is kind of like what I'm picturing in a way, you know, like I'm, I'm the evil version of the Fae. Right. But even then, like my drive is mischief. It's not like terrorize people. (laughs) Before we interpreted Nelsk's evil nature as desperation. And if socks is, if we're to say evil, which I don't think is quite the right word, but if you were to say evil, it's sociopathic self amusement. Yes. Not, not outright malice. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's much more, you know, if another touchstone would be like Loki. Wonderful. Could you get a little bit into the more mechanical aspects of the actual Fey class that you're playing socks as? Yeah, sure. Uh, I will. I mean, I'll start with the, the basic stuff. I have fierce eyes, huge teeth, a luxurious coat. My drive is mischief, so trick or deceive a mortal for your own amusement. My racial type or my, you know, my species, I guess, of Fey. Uh, instead of like humans and all of that, they have various fey tropes. So mine's a cat Sith, um, which is an actual like kind of mythological creature in um, like Gaelic fey mythology, um, which is a big cat. But instead, I am a weasel, obviously. And that gives me the ability that when I walk over the grave of someone recently deceased, I either hold their soul hostage, uh, which gives me leverage over their loved ones, or I can gain one boon. This playbook uses boons to curse people or things as well as for other things later as well. I have a fey nature. This is like kind of a core mechanic. This is like my my weaknesses as a fey. These are like the rules I kind of have to follow. And then whenever those come up and I encounter a problem with them, uh, I gain a boon for those as well. So I'm vindictive, uh, which means I must cause suffering to those that wronged me. I think that's going to be very relevant in this game. Um, I'm oath bound, so anytime I make a promise, I have to I have to stick with it. And then I am name bound. So if anybody knows my true name, uh, then they can use it, and I'm bound to do something for them. Uh, other things to talk about, uh, whatever my other moves, I think will come up and play. Importantly, my bonds. If you guys are cool with these, I have taken Ozier as a fool. I enjoy taking advantage of them. I think it makes sense given the 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 
thing that we talked about with Grieg was that he was like fairly young when Sox began to influence him. Uh, and I think the same might be true of Ozier. We'll see. Oh yeah. Uh, and then my other one, um, with Krecky is that, uh, I know what tempts Krecky. Uh, I don't have a flag. What should it be? Aside from it kind of lining up what we have, what about the Fae class interests you that we can engage with that aren't necessarily built into the mechanics? Oh, fuck. All right, here's a flag. Overlook the hints to my true nature. There you go. That's 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 good. Uh, maybe not overlook. Maybe, like, explain away. Yeah, explain away yeah. is good. Oh, I think I've got the other one, which is much more mechanically engaging. What you got? It'll be something along the lines of protecting me because, like, protect me maybe almost despite yourself or like, you know, I'm not really very strong or very, I don't have, you know, I have very little HP. I do. What is your HP? Uh, 12. <laughs> okay. I know it's very important. That I know these things. What, what is your, what is your damage die? Uh, D four, a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange class. I uh, like it. It's just yeah. I don't really have any not. direct interactions. It's definitely built for a more social game than what we're playing. But no, no, no. It's it's just good for me to know. I probably won't like you know. I'm not an obvious target either, right? So like, it kind of makes sense that I I'm not gonna yeah be, yeah. And I'm not just gonna fucking be hacking and slashing all over the place. So you can if you want. I mean, it'll happen for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, does that does something like that sound good to you guys? What did you, I don't I don't remember what you Protect said. Protect me at cost yourself or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was there anything else you want to talk about with respect to socks? Nope. I think I'm good. I think we're if everybody doesn't have any questions, I'm ready to go. In my concern, you guys have gotten far enough away from the battle where you are free, we'll say, at the very least to socialize, including socks here. What do you do? I suppose the first move would be very physical, which would be Krecky basically taking everyone and uh, it would it would look kind of silly, but he basically like shove them into, you know, the door into his mouth and like lay them in the center of the room, right, as they were escaping. And then he would hunker down and give Ozir space to check on Nulsk. I think Krecky might still be slightly unaware I mean, it's a giant building crashing around. Like, I don't think there was any time for subtlety as far as like scooping and going. So I imagine there's a there's that moment of just bated breath uh, as Cracky waits to see what has happened, what has unraveled. Gotcha. No, Ozir, your close connection with the Black Gates, as well as honestly, just a gut feeling. You know that Nulsk is gone. Yeah. So I think that I like draped my armor over top of him and was like kind of drawing a ritual circle in the massive amounts of blood that was left in this from all the Pythians that got mulched. And once he realizes that Nulsk is dead, he just like on his knees hangs his head and just like punches the floor one time. He's dead, Krecky. He's gone. So he has passed back to his own realm. Uh, Ozir stares down at his body for a minute because he like is 
vision is all fucked up. So he's just like looking to see if he can tell whether he's gone through the gates or not. I don't see any reason to pursue that with any. Do you? You don't have like a move that we could really do for that. No. No. Then I'm not gonna make you define okay. anything. You know that Nolsk, pleasantly, I guess, went through the black gates. No, not to Pythia. Thank the gods. He's <laughs> in a better place, I suppose. What in the fuck are we going to do, Krecky? That was on the tip of my mind as well. Now is a very important time. You sit on the edge of a difficult choice between leaving this behind forever changed or perhaps vengeance. I think you've known me long enough, Krecky, to know that I have no intention of allowing Piamir to walk away from this or his damnable father. Do you know where the bastard is? Okay, I mean, I'm not going to have you rolling that. I'm trying to see, decide how I want to point this out. There is a forest of birch trees northeast of here. The actual direction is arbitrary. And Piamir is a drunk. There is a well-known Cyclopean liquor, which is fermented in the hollowed-out trunks of birch trees there are open windows and the door is open and in response to that question Krecky shuts everything all the all the windows close up and all the doors click close i would assume that he is in that grove of birch trees that he always used to frequent, but now he probably knows that we're coming for him. Uh, I think that Sox has uh, recovered from, from the fighting, the exhaustion, and now has like rooted underneath Ozier's armor, like kind of tunneled uh, underneath, like lifting it up in order to get closer to Nolsk. And now it's like, kind of tunnels under and curls up a little bit and then obviously knows that Nils is gone and says his goodbye in his strange fae like way. And then just pokes his head out of the armor and climbs up on top of it. And so then is sitting in the middle of the, this like ritual circle on top of Ozir's armor and is like staring at Ozir. Ozir hunkers down in front of socks. Hello, little one. I suppose I'm not the only one who's lost a friend today. And he just holds out his hand, like, palm up to Socks. Oh, I, I absolutely bite your finger. Socks' eyes are intense. Like, they're they're burning with fire right now. Roll a d4. <laughs> How bad does this Oh, hurt? God, four. <laughs> yeah, Socks is a wicked bastard. <laughs> oh, you little bastard. I suppose everybody grieves in their own way, rat. Do you want vengeance too, Socks? I'm going to like scamper around 
like running around Nolskin around this ritual circle. It's a weasel running around a ritual circle of blood around a dead body of a demon. I'll take that as a yes. Sucks. I think he's gonna like turn and glare at you again. If this if this were animated, like your your eyes would be like fire. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like my <laughs> my tail's all like puffed up. Well, Krecky, I think that's two votes for hunting down Piamir. We have some ground to cover. We do have some ground to cover. However, approaching as large as I am would lead very much like a needle in a haystack. And because our good friend has passed on, I thought perhaps this form could be for them. And Krecky's going to start to manipulate uh, the center of the floor. You'll see Nulsk's body is going to start sinking into the floor and be covered up by it. Um, Ozier grabs his armor off the pile real quick <laughs> while you're doing that. You may as well just say Ryan gets his armor back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Ryan and Ozier are very similarly motivated <laughs> in this. The, the bleed is real in both directions, okay? All right, fine. You, get, you have your armor. Thank you. So you get your you get your coins back. Nulsk will sink into the ground, and then rising out of the ground will will be a, an inscription that all warriors are given that that die in combat in the Cyclopes tradition. As well, Nulsk had did Nulsk still have his pickaxes? Yeah, yeah. Both of those will just like rise up halfway out of the ground, like crossed uh, at the center of it. As a symbol, like a like a kind of tombstone, and then my, of course, like at your by your hand, my the sword will come up out of the floor for you to take. Cool. Yeah, Ozir obviously takes Grecky with him. Obviously, Sox is gonna be like at least a little curious about this, and is gonna go and check out the swords and stuff. And and you know, this is a this is a burial site for Nulsk. This is the only grave he's ever gonna have. So, Sox draws powers from graves. Basically, by examining it and passing over it, I'm going to gain a boon due to my uh, the type of fae that I am. So, yeah, as that, as that kind of happens and he's, and he's buried, right? Like, Nilsk is, that's his final, uh, his final, I say breath, but you know what I mean? Ozir, you've been presented with the sword of Kreki. What do you do? Once we're a little ways away from Nilsk's resting place, Ozir realizes that he doesn't have to, has nobody to ask or like, like everybody's just sort of bound to his, the speed that he can go. Cause I'm assuming socks is like riding on my shoulder. I might be running alongside you actually. Okay. But obviously you're carrying Krecky. Yeah. So I just sort of like stop in a clearing. This is a really cute scene. Cause I, I just imagine this is in the animated form of this. This is Miyazaki as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, this this whole thing has been very Miyazaki. approximately a, a, like, as Miyazaki as I wanted. Fourteen-year-old-ish boy walking with a big ass sword for no <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah, with his big and his, talking yeah, yeah. sword. And his friend Weasel, like through and, through a pristine, untouched forest. <laughs> yeah. It. I think you guys are in like at least for a little while in in somewhat open territory, but it's midday. 
It's bright. The sun is beautiful. It's green and lush. Everything is taunting that gnawing malaise in the back of your mind. Yeah. Well, and the problem is if the if it like cuts to what Ozir is seeing, it's like dying plants and it's overcast and all very no good. And Ozir just kind of stops and plants Crecky into the the ground. Keep watch, Crecky. I need time to put my head straight and to sleep. Crecky will just like expand his consciousness into farther reaches of the ground. Ozir, how do you how do you how do you prepare for rest? I don't think that Ozir does like the the cross legs kind of meditation, but definitely like sitting there, he just sort of blanks his mind out. So I'm gonna use the human move. When you pray for guidance, even for a moment, and ask what here is evil, the GM will tell you instantly. Because I think everything is a bit too pristine around. I think he's more like checking to make sure he's not going to be ambushed while he rests. He's also trying to draw a beat on Piamir if they're getting close. Piamir is not close. Okay. I, I, you guys have plenty of space. We'll get to that okay. when it comes to it. That being said, Cracky is evil. You are unsurprised by this. This doesn't surprise you. Yes. What does surprise you is that the weasel is not mortal. What is Sox doing right now? So, Piamir has, like, ears out, right? And those were the things that we were, like, encountering before. I mean, he can just hear everything, right? He can just hear everything. Well, yeah, but you had described, like, his uh, zombie army, I guess, like, just kind of being out and about when Nolsk was chasing his commander's head. Or, yeah, yeah, his, his, like overseer's head so yes he has these things about i i do want to clarify that the 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 him being able to hear everything is not right 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 okay but i'm like sniffing one of those out maybe like just one of them that's like nearby or something like i caught the scent and i just wanted to go murder it so we had a position before they kind of like birth themselves out of the ground like orcs I think this one was like partially out of the ground and you just dive into its face. Yeah, fuck it. Is that, is that cool with you, JD? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Ozir, that is what, that is what Sox is doing. You had spaced out for a minute and he had sussed out. <laughs> so I just see him like burrowing into the eye socket of one of these things. Yeah. He's sort of shaken out of his, the, the like meditative state. Grecky. Grecky. <laughs> yes, the weasel is evil. What do you mean? Not mortal. Yes. Ozir looks at the sword, looks at the weasel, like eating the brains out of this zombie. Well, what do we do about it? Allow him to assist us. Uh, I think there's a moment where... <laughs> Socks in the middle of like chewing, just turns and looks back at the two of you. <laughs> Face just smeared in gore and gray matter. Yeah. Turn back and go back to my digging, my rooting. I suppose one must take the allies that one is presented with. Just not really my God's way. A lot of us are not your God's way. So I am beginning to discover. 
I'm going to try to sleep. Keep that thing away from me if you can. I will do my best. Yeah, uh, Ozier's going to just fall asleep. Uh, that's, that's cool to me. Um, Socks. Ozier, I, how are you sleeping? I think it's, uh, like a tree that's been undercut, you know, so the roots, there's like a space where the roots, underneath the roots, kind of. He's gonna, like, burrow down into that and cover himself up with his cloak. Right on. So, Socks, Ozier is sort of hunkered down under a felled tree. You've probably had your fill or are getting there of cyclopean ocular fluid. It's extra delicious because they only have one. Also, this is a fucking delicacy. You don't get to eat cyclops very often. Yeah, not in a long time at least. Yeah. What are you what are you doing? Um, I think after I've had my fill on, I'm going to drag the 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 remains out of this hole cuz I'm probably going to sleep in that hole later. Uh And then I'm going to walk over to Ozir, who's sleeping, and I'm just going to watch him for a while and try to decide what I want to do with him. And I think about that for a little bit, maybe until the moon sets, and then I'm going to wander over to the sword. Hello, Cracky. <laughs> oh, hello. You're supposed to be keeping watch. I am. Sure. Yeah, you can fool the human, but you can't fool me. I covered him up. He's fine. Nothing about then. Not that I can sense little scuttering feet, but it's mostly you. We're going to have to find you a form that can kill Piamir. Ozir cannot do it on his own. He'll need help. I will need to be swift, I think. Swift, like a river. Can you shape water as well as stone? I've never tried anything quite so difficult to contain. Well, I'll have to see if there's a way that we can find out. Nathan, is there a, a river or a stream nearby? Uh, discern realities. Cool. That is a nine. Useful or valuable, I assume? Yeah, that sounds like that's what I'm going for. Yeah, just on just on the other side, outside of this clearing, just past the point you can see there's you can hear the the soft slushing of water. Perfect. I'm gonna take my little weasel paws and I'm gonna lift the sword out of the ground. I'm gonna grab it in my mouth and I'm gonna drag it over to the river. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, when I get it to the river, I'm going to turn it around so that the blade's forward, and I'm going to, like, push it into the water with my paws. I don't know if this is going to work or not. You have to figure out if if it would, but... (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know exactly how to interact with this. I didn't have, like, a mechanization for Krecky's forms. It was more like, eh, whatever it feels like. Yeah. I'm not against it. It's interesting. The fact that he has to be stuck into something makes makes me think, no... What about a defy plus wisdom? Like his willpower, keeping it together, the like forming the water into a body? Yeah, yeah. Let the dice decide, because isn't your wisdom not good anyway? It's a zero. Yeah, defy yeah. ninja plus yeah. wisdom. We'll see as you as you attempt to... 
you've as you mentioned before you haven't worked with anything this capricious yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's kind of my thought as well that's a six <laughs> it doesn't work <laughs> yeah you want me to describe it a little bit yeah, yeah yeah i mean you yeah you have the scene i'll deal with the fail but cool it doesn't work is the main thing you stick me into the water and you see a humanoid kind of figure try and form itself and pull itself out and it just kind of starts sloshing right like the 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 hand tries to like set onto the the beach or the sand as it were and it just like falls out from under me and you see you see the body just splash into the side and it's like this constant like ripping and gnashing trying to like center itself where the sword would be the spine of the water but it's like it's almost like it's too heavy of a spine to carry for the body well that's disappointing i don't know if that would have worked anyways well maybe you can figure it out by morning i hope you don't rust and then i scamper back I'm going to crawl into that hole and go to bed. Fucking <laughs> dickhead. As you scamper away, you do hear, I can't keep watch. And then, you know, <laughs> you aren't listening. Oh, that's wonderful. First thing I have to ask, Ozier, what are you dreaming about? Part of Ozier's training was to be interred in like a, a tomb for like 24 hours. And he's back in there. But in the like sarcophagus above him is pressed like a cyclopean face, and it's just taunting him. You're staring at this face for hours. Yeah. It doesn't move for a long time. And you feel like you're being watched. Mm-hmm. And then finally the face just contorts into a grin. No more sandy beaches for you, huh? You and your type just locking yourselves into deep boxes in the earth acting like it makes you better. Do you like it down here? It's not so bad, I've found. I'm glad you like it, Era Holland, because this is where I intend to put you as soon as I can get to you. By the gods, I wish that my sons could leave a quick-witted one alive for once. Is that your plan, then? Pimir is nothing to sneeze at. I don't know if Grieg told you but he wiped out most of my people. At this point, you've started to hear, like, scritch, 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 scritch on the side of the box. I've killed the rest of your sons with little enough bother in this grand scheme of things, but they went and made it personal. Piamir will be little different. I hope so. I hope that you drive that stupid, animated, talkative sword of yours through the forehead of my stupid drunk son. He can hear this all right now. You know that, right? The poor, pathetic bastard. I can say that. Is listening right now, impotent in his stupid, drunken hollow. Thinking that he will be the one that dispatches you finally. Taking his time, as he always does. But as I remember it, Ozir, the only one of my boys that you even quickly dispatched was the Valley Maker. Head almost killed you, and the man's not exactly a fighter. Grieg took care of Laharisfer and Dojil, 
So now you're filled with all righteous fury, thinking that you can kill both the most adaptive in combat of my children. And then you think you can kill me? Is that what I'm to understand? I've simply been practicing. One way or the other, you're going through the black gates. I have new friends now. The grin on the roof of the coffin gets a little bit bigger. Well, then I hope they help you right now. As a pair of arms burst through the side of the coffin and grab either of your wrists. And you're awake underneath this hollow log. Smell of booze thick in the air. And a pair of Piamir's poor dead souls. They've got their shoulders and heads through. Their arms, long and scrabbly claws on the end, have you by either wrist and are attempting to pull you into the hole that they came out of. Yeah, Ozir is going to not try to rip both of his hands free, but just get one free. Uh, yeah, defining your plus strength. Uh, 11. Yeah, you managed to wrench that arm free, your foot planted firmly in the ground in front of you. That one that you managed to free your arm from snaps back, its head whipping back against the side of the hole. The one still holding on to your other arm is doubled down in its effort and is trying to pull you down faster. As it's like yanking on me, I'm going to grapple with it and try to shift it so that it's between me and the other one so that I only have to deal with one of them for right now. This is a defining your plus intelligence as you're kind of a vet, like manipulating the battle yeah. state, as it were, thinking quick and all that. That's a 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, just just keep narrating. I don't think I have time to get the hammer and chisel out, so I just grab the chisel, and I'm just going to start in both hands smashing the chisel into its face. Fuck yeah. Hack and slash. A little, I- little trepanning. There it is. That is a six. So you get this thing into a, into a quick embrace and manage to put it between you and the far one before reaching into your pack to grab this chisel. Unfortunately, as you shift your arm, this one that you have in set embrace manages to shift its grip quickly and pin your arm to your side so that you can't grab this chisel as the far one leaps over its head and is going to scratch you quickly across your now exposed face. Let's go ahead and take a D6. Uh, That is four. Okay, yeah, it's just a D6. Just the ones attacking you. Uh, Socks. Hello. You're sleeping over there. Yeah. You hear some stuff happening a little farther ways away. It sounds like Ozir grunting and that thick smell of gross booze in the air. What do you do? Yeah, I suppose I have to save him. So I'm going to scramble up out of my burrow, and there's just the one getting him, right? Yeah, he's his arms are pinned to his side by one, and the other one has just slashed him across the face. That's about the time you come out of the hole. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run at him and try to bite it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, hack and slash. Not gonna go well. Oh, that's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> roll some damage, roll some damage. Three damage. Eat it. Woo! <laughs> but mostly I'm just trying to break its hold more than anything else. And you and you absolutely do. Oh, Ziri, your arms pinned at your side. You get, a, you get a scratch across your face, just narrowly missing your dead eyes. Before you hear the shriek, (laughs) 
the of a war cry. The, yeah, the war cry of a weasel. It dives onto the face of the one that's pinning your arms to your side, and it lets loose this real guttural <laughs> as it attempts to swat socks away from its face and lets go of you. The one that just slashed you, though, is readying another attack, closing the gap rather quickly as it had it had run at you past you and is turned around very quickly. What do you do? Earlier I watched Socks just eviscerate one of these things, so I'm going to assume that he has this pretty well under control. So I'm going to stand, I'm going to pull out the hammer and chisel and get re- ready to defend Socks and this other thing from this one attacking them. Yeah, roll defend. Uh, that's a 10. You have three hold. Cracky, you are completely submerged in a river. <laughs> A <laughs> uh, dragonfly has landed in the water above you and is kind of just sitting there. It flies away. <laughs> what do you do? Okay. <laughs> just check it. <laughs> just check it. It's fine. Just do this battle without me. I just thought it'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah, where we yeah. just, the camera just pans over really quick. <laughs> yep. Socks, this zombie that you've jumped in its face is swatted at you a few times before finally getting a grip around your midsection and is holding you as tight as it can and is re- rearing its arm back to try to try to punch you. What do you do? I'm going to weasel my way out of its grip. Define your plus dex. Uh, that's a seven. So you definitely drop out of his grip. I think that as you as you fall down, it tries to kick you, and you land on its leg, and it's trying to shake you off. You're getting bucked to and fro this, and he finally just like gets a good kick off, and doesn't. He's not gonna do any damage to you, but you're gonna be a little bit away from Ozir. Since I was standing in defense of socks, can I turn around and slam my hammer into the thing's chest? Maybe even if it's just a glancing blow, opening it up to an attack an ally. And dealing my damage equal to my level to it. You're doing both of those things? Yeah, I'll just spend two of my hold and then save the last one for whatever the second one is about to try to do. Yeah, yeah. What 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 level are you? I am three. So you hit it squarely in the chest as as Socks lands on the grass a little ways away and it doubles over in pain. Socks, you wanna take advantage of this? No, I'm gonna keep <laughs> doing what I'm doing, I think. We're gonna let Ozir handle this mostly. I'm acting tough, but I'm not. I'm not going for a kill. So Ozir, you you hit this thing in the in the in the stomach, and it doubles over. And you look over at Socks, thinking, "Surely this bloodthirsty weasel will kill this thing." And Socks just dances around for a moment. I look super tough though. But you've left your flank open to this one behind you, and it pounces on you and goes to jump on your back and scratch at your face more. What do you do? Well, it jumps on your back for sure, and then it, it goes to slash at your face. Okay. He's, I'm just going to like uh, do the Andre the Giant in The Princess Bride when he's holding onto his back and just like walk, like try to slam him into a tree behind me and dislodge him. You had to five plus con. Fuck. Uh, that is a four. <laughs> so you run, you run backwards to buck this thing off of you. And you step in the hole Socks had been sleeping in and go sliding backward. You lose the hold you had for defend. Yeah, I assume so. 
And uh, yeah, you're gonna take a d6 as this thing scratches at your face as it's as it's Luthez pressed you. <laughs> Socks, are you still dancing around, keeping this 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 one that was doubled over recently uh, occupied? No, I guess if it was. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use a a move. Uh, I'm gonna use glamour. So when you use your illusion magic to trick, entice, or confuse others, describe it in roll plus charisma. So here's what I'm going for. These things kind of probably know about the battle and about Kreki as a giant castle, having taken over Piamir's brother's home. So I'm going to pretend that Kreki as a castle is coming back, and I'm going to make that illusion appear over the tops of the trees in order to scare these things off, while Ozir can't really notice that. Hell, uh, hell yeah. Roll it. Cool. So you roll plus ka. Uh, that is a seven. On a seven through nine, they're mostly convinced, but demand some kind of proof. Not sure what you want to do with that. <laughs> it is still the middle of the night, perhaps early dawn, and you create an illusion that darkens the sky for a minute. As I think you even go so far as to make one of the pillars that Krecky was using as a foot appear near them. And they both dive out of the way. I guess the way this is sort of that sort of reads is it doesn't last long is going to be kind of how I'm interpreting it. So what they're going to try to do is pounce at this leg and slash at it, meaning that the jig is up pretty quickly, but they are indeed convinced long enough for you guys to take advantage. Yeah, I'm cool with that. It at least gives Ozir the chance to get up, so it works for me. So the two of them dash at this leg and go to skitter up it before just falling through the thin air that's actually there. Ozir, honestly, you're a little frustrated by this. This has been... Not Ozir's shining moment. Okay, so what Ozir's going to do is, wielding the hammer in both hands, he charges in, and he's going to try to knock the head off the first one and then turn that swing into just like a straight down swing into the, the second one. That's a nine. I want to aid... Uh, I'm going to go for the eyes of both of them. Yes. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. I'm just rushing them at this point, right? This is like my opportunity. So I'm yeah. yeah. And and you are you are nothing if not opportunistic. So yeah, please aid. Uh, yes, that is a 10. Hell yeah. So Ozir, uh, roll your damage. Thank you. Describe how you kill both these things. <laughs> I get one in the eye. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So I think the the first one's head just turns to like mist. Uh, Socks is flying towards the second one as I'm bringing the hammer down on its stomach. And so in bullet time, you just see its one eye bulge as Socks just <laughs> right into it. Yeah. <laughs> Ozir and... This is going to be weird for me. I'm going to get used to saying this. Ozir and Socks, you've dispatched Piamir's two thralls, we'll say. And as the sun is slowly coming up in the forest here, what do you do? (laughs) I'm definitely going to look at Ozir uh, and, like, just nod. Ozir's still breathing pretty heavily, looking around to see if he can see Kreki. Where's the sword, rat? (laughs) I know he doesn't just get up and walk away on his own. What did you do with Sox him? Sox is like taken aback by this. Like, what? <laughs> he puts his little paw to his chest like, who, me? me? <laughs> uh, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run to the sword. Ozir 
picks him up out of the water. What good did you think he was going to do in there? Are you okay, Krecky? I'm cleaning myself. <laughs> yes, I'm fine. <clears throat> Splash splashing in the river. <sighs> May I ask how you ended up in there? Socks thought it might be a good idea for me to be water. It didn't work out, so he left me here. You can talk to the weasel? Yes. I love that this implies that they've been having conversations. Yep, that's <laughs> my favorite part of it, too. Absolutely. <laughs> this whole time. What's talking to a weasel like? You know he's not a weasel, right? I had some idea. What is he then? And I'll I'll look over at socks. You don't have eyes. <laughs> I like tilt. <laughs> Turn me towards socks. Toss me. Um. Uh, the the camera does the thing where you can tell that I didn't move, but you know it, I stated my intentions as an inanimate object. <laughs> you know that shot, and <laughs> I say. What would you say? I'm plain innocent and dumb. I'm still bathing myself in the river. Right. Uh, He's like a nymph or something. Ozir doesn't want to let on that he doesn't know what that means. Um. You don't know what that (laughs) means, do you? (laughs) Now that we don't have any other character to play alongside Ozir, it's like all of his flaws are becoming... They are quickly apparent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play a smart character next time. God damn it. Back to being a mage. (laughs) No, I, I don't. He's like a little charm demon, or he's like an embodiment of luck might be a way to think about it not worth worshipping but worth keeping in mind so useful to keep around then as long as he doesn't throw me in a river again (laughs) you had mentioned that you were gonna do a quest yes Okay. I think as we set out for the day Ozir just starts quietly under his breath whispering, uh, Piamir, I'm coming for you. Your end is coming. Knowing that he can hear me. Because Holland said that, you know, he's the most capable of the sons, and I just got my ass beat. So yeah, I, I guess my quest is going to be slay Piamir, a great blight on the land. For my two boons, so we had talked off cast about... Potentially using a boon to be able to talk to Socks. So I was just wondering, since it's sort of implied that Socks's weasel form is a glamour of some kind, or like magic? Yes. No, I think I'm like a rodent spirit, you know? And then I just like, I've taken the form of a weasel here. Well, I was just wondering if senses that pierce lies would work for being able to communicate with him. Uh, yeah. Do we want to? Okay. I was. We can write one that's more specific towards that. I was fine with you just saying I can talk to socks, but senses that pierce lies is fine. Okay, socks. 
would Ozir see something different then? Or would he still see you as a weasel? I don't know. I think I'm fine with like still like you're still going to see the weasel as my true form. I think like you can just tell that there's more like my, you know, you can sense my, my aura like are surrounding it. Cool. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Um, and then I'm going to do a mark of divine authority again, but this time it's not going to be the wings. It's like the kind of ghostly outlines of Grieg and Nulsk just sort of like at my back. Yeah, not as many things as before. I don't think you've asked for anything quite as powerful. So all it is is no cowardly tactics or tricks. The The prompt is honor. No yeah. cowardly tactics or tricks. So you crouch down, Ozier. Mm-hmm. And whisper a prayer. The forms of Nulsk and Grieg accompany you on one on either side. And the world looks as it does. Your deathly gaze is gone. Ooh. Oh, that's... Re- yeah. I like that. In socks, though he looks no different substantially, a strange aura surrounds him. Similarly with Krecky, I think you can see an outline of the Cyclopean figure that he used to be. What do you do? Ozir stands up and just sort of turns a slow circle, taking in for the first time in many years the natural beauty of the world around him. And where, uh, like, seeing Krecky's form is startling, he's dealt with a lot of magical shit, and so it's not, like, beyond the pale, but being able to just see the regu- the real world is far more affecting. I always forget how majestic it all is. Sometimes you do have to stop and take a look, don't you? <laughs> if only it were so easy, Cracky. Now, where did that weasel run off to? I don't think I was doing anything specific. Okay. Just sunning yourself. Yeah, Yeah, probably. I'm just drying myself off in the sun. Yeah. I like that. On a rock. He is around. I can hear him chittering. I believe our communication difficulties have been solved. Would not do to be unable to communicate with my allies. What is to come? Ozir's going to walk over to Sox. Well, have you apologized to Krecky for dropping him in the river? I'm going to roll over from signing myself and stand up and, and look up at Ozir. And at first, I think I'm just like, meow, 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 meow. Uh, but obviously, I can actually speak now. I'm like, whoa, and what would I apologize for? You just dropped him in the water and left him there. Well, he couldn't figure out how to make a form out of water. He needs to be faster. He's too slow to help. Perhaps we will find something on the way to Piamir. Water won't work, but... There has to be something else. Wait, did you just understand me? Uh, Ozir just grins at him. Of course I did. You don't have any tricks from me, weasel. Well, okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. And I think it's like... Uh, Sox is going to kind of like actually look a little puzzled. Let's get moving. So the three of you 
make your way further into Pimir's forest. A stiff breeze rustles through the birch trees and breaks off some of the bark. It all flutters down beautifully in my mind like cherry blossoms. The sky, as you continue in, refracts and changes from the sunny day blue to a disturbing fluorescent green. It turns the scene into a, to our eyes, a strange science fiction. The thick and familiar smell of alcohol is becoming increasingly potent as you make your way through. And you hear from time to time, coming from the boffs of the trees. And after a couple hours walk, from a particularly low, we'll say short, tree, hanging like a frozen drop of water, wrapped, practically swaddled, in thick black strips of leather, upside down, it's a cyclops, it's one eye, held open, unblinking, like a clockwork orange. As you near, it lets out a low, pathetic whine, thick ethanol dripping from the side of its mouth, smelling of honey and mint. What do you do? Socks bears his teeth. Those your stabs cracky into one of the trees. When do you roll a d6? One. Okay. Yeah. It's it is just a tree. So you 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 can describe the form you take from the tree. Okay. <laughs> what could it have been though? I kind of want this to be like an action movie a little bit. So like you stab me into the tree and I just like as if like breaking through a pane of glass in an action film, jump down onto one knee. He knows you're coming, you know. It's just thick, alcoholic, practically honey sap just drips out of his mouth over his eye and onto the ground near you. Are you the welcoming party? And he snorts and this stuff blows out of his nostrils. With a sight of me, be welcoming to anyone. Spitting this viscous fluid out through his nostrils and out the side of his mouth. I am a prisoner here, just the same as you, Cricky. I'll I'll take a stronger gander at at this so-called prisoner. Do I know them? Yeah, the spout lore. Uh, that'll be a 10. A 10? This guy's name is Rosgant, the famous Cyclopean Brewer. He is being held captive here by Piamir, you can infer. That stuff that he's spitting out is his famous brew. Yeah, Rosgant liqueur. So, Cracky takes a, a deeper look and then realizes it and kind of puts together. His memory uh, pulses it back. Oh, yes, Rosgant, the great brewer. Um, of course, the alcoholic has uh, taken him prisoner. Oh, you'll have to forgive me, old man. I haven't seen another for quite some time. Would you like to be freed? I assume he'll stay away. <laughs> but. I'm here for you to kill me. 
The old son can hear a lot, but not see much. As the his whole body kind of swings a little bit on the cord holding him to the tree. But that's what I'm here for. And like nods his head up, atten- drawing attention to his, his eyes being essentially taped open. Just here to watch and talk and say what I see. So, you would like to be freed of this prison, this life. And more of this this honey spittle. (laughs) Yes, Craggy, do any of us want to be alive anymore? (laughs) I cannot say that I disagree. Boy. Yes. Please stick me into the trunk of this particular tree. And he points at the one that is holding Rosgond. That was your size. Works Crecky out of the tree that he's stuck into now. Just goes and like stabs him into the other tree. Uh, but there, there is no uh, dramatic popping out of a, a, a kind of humanoid figure. Yule watches all the branches just kind of start to fold in and around uh, until they're they're basically it's like all of them are just above the head just above the head of Rosgant. I'm 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 just pithing needle right in the back of the neck. Are there any parting phrases or words you would like said? He kind of swings on on his cord for a minute and makes eye contact with Ozir. Kill the bastard good, won't you? And the three of you make your way deeper into Piamir's forest. The disquieting fluorescent green sky illuminates checkerboard, ironically cheerful for the grim task at hand. And just over a hillock, on a large throne made of birch bark trees, sitting on a large throne made of birch wood, sits Piamir. And where Igthot was a small body in a mountain and Dojol was a distended beast, Piamir is a massive and lean being. Scarred and missing hair, he reeks of booze. In his left hand, he holds his father's famous birch bark staff. Capstoned with a double-sided axe. He smiles and stands up. The wind catches the leaves in the birch bark and swirls through the open clearing, ready to fight. I love these as like the RPG protagonist like choices like questions. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you like your new body? One or two? How do we find this next Cyclops? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually care about my other characters' backstories. Yeah, you unlock a whole bunch of other dialogue trees if you ask this. One. That's the only <laughs> way that you can get their side Gotta quest. <laughs> You yep. can fuck Crecky later <laughs> if you play your cards. Yeah. <laughs> 
I feel like no one Ozier understands has an ex- me. Has an extremely <laughs> specific you, Ozier. <laughs> What are you doing tonight? You could sleep in this. And he makes a room, <laughs> private room up here. Now that you're a building, Cracky, I was hoping we could fuck. <laughs> the sign on the outside of the door says, no clothes necessary. <laughs> Where did you get a sauna? <laughs> <laughs> is that me Cracky is the sword just like <laughs> stab me into that bathtub <laughs> any shape I want any shape Wow, all right. This episode has been brought to you by Being Explicit. <laughs> Anyways, I will not I will not proceed to try and court you into my quiet halls. Instead, I will answer your Are you questions. a Victorian woman? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, that's like 90% of Cracky is a Victorian woman. I have decided Greg, to he stop makes trying a giant to invite stone parasol him to my secret hallways. Cracky <laughs> <laughs> makes a bust and makes it blush. Turns into sandstone. Par- pardon. <laughs> you must speak to my father about such things. <laughs> uh, anywho. Man, it turns out undying swords get weird after a few thousand years. I read Drain Air like eight times, man. <laughs> It's the only fucking book on this island. (laughs) I'm so sorry. fucking started on gnomes sorry (laughs) sorry nathan